And I'm one of the pastors here at Horizon, and I am so glad to see each and every one of you here this morning. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your morning to be here with us. Um, This morning, we are going to talk about um, something that um, we planned months ago to talk about, quitting some of the things that... Uh, keep us from living into who it is God has asked us to be. And the thing this morning that we're going to focus on is quit comparing ourselves to everybody and everything else around us. This week on Fridays, Chris and I always go to pick up our kids together from school um, on Friday afternoons. We work a kind of crazy schedule, and so we've just agreed that on Friday afternoons we'll go together and pick up our kids from school. And so we're sitting in the school uh, pickup line, the school car pickup line, and I told Chris, I was like, I'm so excited about this message on Sunday because I feel like every single Sunday I share messages with people about how they can follow Jesus, and it's always something that I struggle with in my walking and following Jesus. It's something I'm struggling with in my life, but this week, Chris, we're talking about comparing, and that is the one thing that I don't struggle with. And so I'm just excited to share with people about something that's not like totally a struggle for me. This is like one of the first messages that I've ever felt this way. And Chris is like, oh, okay. Yeah, you don't struggle with comparison at all. And literally he says that and I look at him and I was like, if all these people in this car line quit cutting, I wouldn't have to wait for 45 minutes to pick up my kid. That Their kid probably doesn't follow the rules either because they don't follow the rules. Everybody should be like our family and follow the rules. It's easier for me to tell my kid to follow the rules if everybody else is following the rules. And Chris is like, yeah, comparison isn't something you struggle with at all. You're not comparing yourself to every mom cutting the line this, this afternoon. And then I was like, oh, whatever. So I pull out my phone and I start looking at Instagram. Literally, y'all, we wait for 45 minutes in this pickup line. It's so long. And I'm like scrolling Instagram and I literally was like, look at this outfit, Chris. Isn't that cute? I could wear that to Gasparilla tomorrow. And Chris is like, you have an outfit. And I was like, but look at this one. He's like, yep, comparing's not your problem, is it, (laughs) Erica? And I was like, all right, I got it. I got it. So I went home that day and I started studying more of this message. And I realized that this message is for me. It is for me as much as it is for all of you because we live in a culture where comparing is so natural, so instinct, so like critical to who it is that we are as a society and as culture that we don't even recognize it. We're tired, we're angry, we're irritable, we have no joy and no contentment and we are so caught up in this culture of comparing that we can't even recognize it any longer we can't even recognize it any longer anybody here on social media and spend your time on TikTok, TikTok or Instagram or Facebook anybody here ever been to school and compared your your grades with somebody else around you anybody here struggle with comparing right we wonder why we're tired We wonder why we're exhausted. We wonder why our jobs and our lives aren't bringing us joy anymore. It's because we're spending all our energy measuring up to everybody around us. And it will wear you out. It will take all of your energy. So this morning, I want us to look at at the problem of comparison and what it is that God offers to us so that we can quit comparing and be freed up to live into the people God has created us to be. 
Because I was studying this week, I realized there are four sort of categories that we all struggle with. It's even in the Bible, we all struggle with as we compare. The first is possessions. So throughout the Bible, right, people are envious of that person's field. They're envious of that person's coat. They're envious of that person's, like, place in the family. They're envious of everybody else's possessions. And then think about yourself. When have you driven by your neighbor's house or their car or their boat? When have you walked through the mall or looked online for shopping or Amazon or whatever? You compare your possessions the possessions of people around you. It's a common thing that we struggle with. We compare our possessions. Each one of you were given a card. I want you to go ahead and pull that card out. If you struggle with comparing possessions, if you've walked by somebody's car this week, somebody's house, somebody's sweater, somebody's pencil, I don't know, maybe you like their fancy pen that they use. If you have compared your lack of possessions with somebody else, go ahead and check possessions, or maybe, maybe you said, I like my sweater more than I like theirs. I like my fancy car more than I like that Honda Civic. I like my big house more than I like that teeny tiny house that's ugly and carrying down the block down the street. Do you struggle with comparing possessions? The second thing that we compare is appearance. There is industries literally built on making you compare your wrinkles to someone else's. We compare our appearances. And guys, before you're like, this is a girl problem, don't even go there. Y'all spend too much time in the weight room and taking all your protein shakes and all that mess. We compare our appearance to one another. And this has happened since the days of the Bible. This has happened since the early days when the Bible was written. We all compare our appearance to one another. We like their part better than we like where we part our hair. We like their muscles more than we like our muscles. We like their outfits. We like their hair, their looks, their whatever. We spend our lives measuring up to someone else's appearance. Is that what you struggle with? Go ahead and check off appearance if that's what you struggle with. Performance. At work. Being a parent, being a girlfriend, being a spouse, being a, what, a significant other, whatever, we compare our performance with the performance of others. Let me tell you something as a working parent. There are single folks who can do a lot better job than I can at some things because they have more time. Let their performance be what it is in this season of your life and quit comparing your performance with everyone else's. You look, someone else is running six miles on a Wednesday morning and you struggle to walk one mile, quit comparing your performance. You are out there breathing and exercising and doing what it was God asked you to do. We spend a lot of our energy comparing our performance. You've probably done it this week. Go ahead and check it off if performance is something that you struggle with. And the last one, is one of the hardest. It's we compare our circumstances with the circumstances of others. I did it just this week. Their church looks like that and mine doesn't. What am I doing wrong? Their ministry looks like that and mine doesn't. What am I doing wrong? Their kids are sitting perfectly at the Gasparilla Children's Parade and mine's digging in the seashell sand over there. What am I doing wrong? Or maybe when Chris and I were struggling with infertility, in our marriage, 
We, we compared our circumstances of not yet being able to, to grow a family the way we wanted with the circumstances of others. We compare our, our lack of having a meaningful, significant relationship that will lead into marriage or whatever with other people's ability to have these beautiful relationships. We compare our circumstances to the circumstances of others. Anybody here struggle with comparing your circumstances to, the, to everybody else's? Check off circumstances if that's what you are busy comparing yourself with all the time. I need to tell y'all, the problem, the problem with comparing is that it breaks God's heart. It breaks God's heart. And you're like, Erica, Pastor Erica, tell me more. In Genesis 1, 27, God talks about, the, we're told how God created us. And in Genesis 1, 27, it, it says God created humankind in God's own image. You and you and you, everybody in here, you are created in God's image. God is, is God the creator, Jesus Christ the son and redeemer, and the Holy Spirit. The creator, the redeemer, the sustainer. Father, son, and Holy Spirit. God created the world, God sent Jesus to redeem the world, and God sent us the Holy Spirit to sustain the world. And the three of them are each, they each have their special role in, as, as being God. There's three in one, the Trinity. It's something that the church has believed in since the very beginning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Three people do their special purpose as God and create this new day in the world in your life and in the whole entire world. And that's how God created us. For you to live out the purpose God has given to you right alongside other people living out their purpose and together somehow in some amazing way that only God could do, God uses us working together to redeem and restore the world. God created us in God's image. And when we're spending all our time comparing ourselves to everybody else around us, we're missing out on living the purpose. We were created in the image to live out our purpose and work together with those around us, not compete and compare to everybody else. It breaks God's heart. Paul says it a different way. He's writing to a brand new church in Ephesus, in Ephesians, and in Ephesians chapter 2, Sorry, hold on just a second. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, he says, For we are God's handiwork. God's like a carpenter or an artist. You are a masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. God's, God tells these people through Paul in Ephesians who are comparing themselves, who can't adequately care for the orphan and the widow and the hungry and the sick and the naked, who can't care for the people who are desperate for their purpose, for knowing more about their purpose. This church can't answer that call because they're busy comparing themselves with one another. Paul says to them, for you are God's masterpiece. You are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. You have a special purpose and you can't do that. Y'all, when you're comparing yourselves to everybody else, you're telling God your art your handiwork, your masterpiece, it isn't good enough. I would like this little piece of that and this little piece of that instead, God. What you created in me isn't good enough. And it breaks 
God's heart when you do that and when you say that. If my kid came home from preschool and his teacher told him that his art wasn't good enough, I'd take him out of that preschool in a heartbeat. But yet we tell God that every single day when we compare ourselves to people around us. We don't recognize that the special way God knit us together has a purpose for creating this, this amazing work that God wants us to do. And we are literally insulting God's art and handiwork when we compare ourselves to one another. You break God's heart. You break God's heart when you compare. Because God loves you and has knit you together in a very special way, just the way you are. You, you are God's handiwork. You are God's masterpiece. And when we compare ourselves, it breaks God's heart. But it doesn't just break God's heart. It breaks us. It starts to break us down. It starts to break us down. The, in Luke chapter 18, for, I got this new Bible, and so I haven't highlighted it, but it's got big words so I can read it now, and I'm really excited about it. <laughs> but in Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 14, I want you to hear this story that Jesus tells people who are absolutely worn out from comparing themselves to everybody around them. To some who were confident of their own righteousness, they were very sure of themselves. So they're sitting around God and they're like, we're doing everything we're supposed to do to be righteous, to be blameless, to be held up in front of God's face. We're doing everything right. And, and we're looking down on everyone else. And Jesus looks at him and says, the reason you still have no joy, the reason you still have no contentment, even though you feel like you're checking all the boxes... Is because of this. Let me tell you this parable, this story. So Jesus told him this. He said, two men went up to the temple to pray. So to the place where they worship. They went up there to pray. The Pharisee, who's the religious elite, checks every single box. Do I fast? Yes. Do I give money? Yes. Do I pray? Yes. Do I read the Bible every day? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm righteous. I'm blameless before God. The Pharisee, this guy who's doing everything right, stood by himself all by himself, and he prayed to God, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers and evildoers and adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I don't eat. I fast and do all this stuff twice a week, and I give a tenth of everything I earn back to God. But the tax collector... Tax collectors at this time are seen as evil sinners. They are people who ask for more money to be able to get money to survive. They are seen as like sort of manipulative and, and not good people. And the tax collector who knows everybody thinks about him like this, he stood at a distance. He doesn't even stand up close to where other people say they encounter God. He wouldn't even look up to heaven. He looks down at his feet. And he puts his hand on his chest and he said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I have fell short so many times this week and in my life. Can you have mercy on me? Please, God, just have mercy on me. To all these people who think they're doing everything right but still have no joy, 
Jesus says, I tell you, I tell you that this man, this tax collector, rather than the other, the Pharisee who was doing everything right, he went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves, all of us who put ourselves up on a pedestal, we will be humbled. We will be brought low. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. God has a way and a plan for us to quit comparing ourselves. Because there's this fine line, right? There's this place where we compare up and we want to be, you know, like everybody else. Or we compare down and we think we're better than everybody else. And we have this really hard time staying in our lane in God's purpose for us. So how do we get in that sweet spot that God has for us? We quit comparing. And the first thing, the first thing that we have to do is we have to be humble before God. We have to be humble before God. God, I'm not perfect. God, I don't do everything right, but I want to. I want to live out the purpose you have for me. Let me tell you something, folks. You are not going to get humble on social media. You are not going to get humble by spending 45 minutes of your day scrolling. You are not going to get humble by rushing everywhere and filling every single second of your day up. That's not how God helps you become humble and live into and hear your purpose. You aren't going to get humble just by coming to church and checking off that box. You get humble by quit looking up so much and telling everybody around you how wonderful you are or worrying about how you don't measure up and you just look God square in the face and you say, make me yours. Have mercy on me and empower me to do what it is you've called me to do. Get humble before God. Spend five minutes as soon as you get up in the morning and just get humble before God. Get humble before God. You can do that today. Get in your car and spend the five-minute ride home praying that God will make you humble and help you live in that sweet spot where you don't compare up or compare down. That you just live in that sweet spot God has just for you. Get humble before God. The second thing that you can do is... Comparison breaks your humility and it breaks your contentment. You will have no more joy in your life. So how do we begin to have contentment? And then the third thing that comparison does is it breaks your purpose. And so God gives us a path to do this. The first thing is to get humble before God. And the second is to get clear about God's purpose for you. As you're getting humble before God, your purpose will become abundantly clear. God needed that Pharisee leading the religious folks. He just didn't need them. He just didn't need that Pharisee leading in a way that made him think he was better than everybody else. He needed him humbly reading scripture and calling people to fast and to pray and to see a different way. God needed the Pharisee to do what he was supposed to, but he needed him to be humble so that he could use him to exalt and raise up many. He needed this tax collector to help collect money for the government God had helped to set up. He needed him collecting the money. He just didn't need him cheating and being unrighteous. He needed him living into his purpose. And then imagine when the two of them stand together and they start coming up with amazing ways to raise money for the church to do great things. And then this Pharisee is leading the church in these bold and righteous ways. What does it look like when we get really clear about God's purpose for us? So get humble before God. 
to quit comparing, get clear about God's purpose for you. Anybody here excited about 3 o'clock p.m. when we're going to watch the Bucks take home another win from a, from a, a playoff game? Come on, y'all. Y'all are alive this morning. Y'all are excited about that, right? Yes, good. All right. So we're not just going to quote Jesus this morning. We're going to listen to to- what Tom Brady has to say about comparing. Anybody excited about that? So Tom Brady says, my job is to play quarterback, and I'm going to do that the best way I know how because I owe that to my teammates regardless who is out there on the field with me. Tom Brady knows his purpose. I should not talk about Tom Brady in a sermon we're comparing, should I? (laughs) Like, you can't, we can't compare ourselves to Tom Brady. But he knows clearly what his purpose is. Has anybody seen him play football? The man is calm, cool, and collected with the game on the line because he knows his purpose. My job is to be the quarterback and throw a game-winning pass. That's my job. And I owe that to my teammates. And I've got to trust the center to block for me. I've got to trust my wide receiver to run the path for me. I've got to trust my safety to do what they're supposed to. That's all the football positions I know, so I'm going to stop. (laughs) But, But Tom Brady trusts his team to do that so he can do his purpose and what it is he is called to be. And the man's got more Super Bowl rings than anybody in the whole world because he quit comparing himself to everybody else. And he just did what it is God has asked him to do, to be the quarterback, the best quarterback in the whole world, the greatest of all time. He is settled into that. And some of us spend all our time trying to be this kind of mom or this kind of person on social media or this kind of person on Hinge so we can get the right date. We we want all these extra things in so we will look good to the world when your only purpose, what you owe to God and to the world around us is to live in that sweet spot of your purpose. Get clear about your purpose. And you're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear that when you're comparing yourself to everybody else and you want a dab of them and a dab of this and take this away from me. You are God's masterpiece. Tom Brady illustrates that better than anybody in the world, right? He's God's masterpiece for playing football quarterback right where he is. And if you are a CPA, that's right where you're supposed to be. If you're a mom, that's right where you're supposed to be. If you're a dad, that's right where you're supposed to be. If you're a pastor, be the pastor God has asked you to be. Live into that purpose and quit comparing yourself to everybody around you because you owe it to God and to the world to live into what it is God asks you to do. And the third and final way to quit comparing is to rejoice in what it is God has asked you to do. In, first, in 2 Corinthians chapter, two, uh, chapter 10, verse, um, verse 12 and 13, Paul tells this church at Corinth, if you you want to start being the church, if you want to start living into your purpose, don't dare classify or compare yourselves with some who commended themselves. When they measure themselves, when they compare themselves by themselves or compare themselves with themselves, they aren't wise. They're not comparing to the right things. We, however, those of us who follow Jesus, we won't boast, we won't compare beyond our proper limits but we will confine our boasting, what it is we talk about and celebrate, we're going to compare that to the sphere of service God himself has assigned to us. When's the last time you celebrated what it is God's doing in you and through you? Quit making that weird. Make that a normal part of your friendship. You've got to have somebody around you who loves you so much that lets you boast about what it is God's doing in the sphere that God has assigned to you. 
You're leading young CPAs? Well, talk about it. You're leading a small group? Well, talk about it. You're teaching kids? Well, talk about it. You're momming? Well, talk about the sphere of influence God has put you in and talk about what, God, what God's doing and how God's using you. Because listen to this. Let this be the verse that you repeat over and over and over this week. Go ahead and pull your phone out. Put it in your notes. Text it to somebody you know. You know. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17. Let the one who boasts, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Talk about the good things God, God's doing. Talk about them all the time. But make sure you're boasting in the Lord. And that, that keeps us from comparing. But you know what it does? It frees other people up to stop comparing. They can hear about, about themselves being God's masterpiece. When's the last time you boasted in the work God's doing in your life with somebody you know? Don't compare. Don't say, I prayed and fasted. No, God did this in my heart because I fasted. Because I made myself available to God, God did this in me and through me. Because I showed up every week at Share Monty, God did this in me and through me for my lunch buddy. My lunch buddy said this to me as I was tutoring in Share Monty. It's one of the programs we have at our church. And one of the reasons we have it, so we'll quit comparing ourselves. Because the kids there teach us. Teach us. I talked to a woman this week who said, I don't know if I'm doing any good. And I'm like, you're showing up and that's exactly what they need. Boast in the work God's doing in that. Boast in the work God is doing because you show up and you do what you're supposed to. Boast in the Lord. I, I sat with Chad Lowry who's running our spreadsheet to make sure all our lunch buddies are okay. And he, te he texts and emails the school every single day, Monty Elementary, because it's really hard to keep 25 lunch buddies and their lunch buddies coordinated. And he was like, I'm not real good at talking to the kids, but I love filling out this spreadsheet. It's the most beautiful spreadsheet I've ever seen. I can't create a spreadsheet to save my life. He's living into the sweet spot God has for him, and he's making a difference because he is God's masterpiece. And he's quit comparing himself to me or to anybody else around him. He's doing what he's supposed to. And when he boasts about that, when he celebrates how good God is and the good work God does through a spreadsheet, we celebrate it. Ricky has joined our team this week. Ricky, give us a wave wherever you are. He's back there in the back. Everybody say, hey, Ricky. Hey, Ricky. Ricky's working with our productions team this week. The band doesn't want to preach. He doesn't want to sing. He doesn't need to be singing and leading the band up here. But he wants to help make sure that everything that runs in our church is smooth in productions. He doesn't compare himself with anybody else. He's not looking for a mega church to run into. He's found his sweet spot here in this place to work for God's purpose. What's your purpose? How are you going to quit comparing so you can hear what it is God wants to do in your life? Get humble before God. Get humble. Quit comparing yourself. Get, get clear about God's purpose for you. And write down, put it in big letters, let the one who boasts this week, the one who celebrates this week, let them boast in the work that God is doing in you because I see it. I see God doing amazing things through you as parents, through you as business leaders, in this community, through you as volunteers with our different organizations. I watch you show up and quit comparing yourself down or up and just being the humble people God's called you to be right in your purpose. And there you will find contentment. You will find joy that passes all understanding. You will find peace that passes all understanding because that's where God wants you. In that place, you will hear your purpose.
There's a story in the Bible where God doesn't yell at this amazing prophet named Elijah. He doesn't say, hey, Elijah, you were created to do this. In fact, the world is sending fires and earthquakes and winds. The world is so loud around him, just like us. The news is blaring. Pandemics are blaring. All this crazy noise all around us. And Elijah doesn't hear, him, hear God in the, in the noise, screaming above it. God, Elijah hears God's voice in a still, small whisper. Get still. Get quiet this week. Quit the scroll. Quit the busy hamster wheel of life. And get quiet and spend some time with God who's ready. Who's ready to help you find that humble and glorious and exalted place of living into your purpose. Not comparing yourself up or down, but that place that brings true joy and contentment where we live in to God's purpose. Is that a deal? And both this week. Talk about the good things God is doing in you and through you. Will you pray with me this morning? God of, of grace and love, I lift up to you this morning every single masterpiece here in these seats and online. I lift up the handiwork, God, that you have created in these people. The work you've called us to do together. I pray, God, you'll use us. You will use us in mighty ways this week to quit comparing. That you will show us right now what the place is for us to be humble. To hear your purpose. Show us. Show us where comparison is stealing our contentment and our humility and our purpose. Help us to get quiet enough to hear your whisper that you have a mighty purpose and plan for us and that we, just as we are, are your masterpiece. Amen.